Hi, this is Kristen Bass with encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. If this is your first time here, let me give you a little background on the many hats I wear. I am a Dallas, Texas bred girl living in Atlanta, Georgia, who is a wife and mom, choreographer and artistic director, Arthur, homesteader, founder and life organizer of Traveling Psychology Girl LLC, where we declutter and organize your mind, home, and office. And I am an educator, which is what led me to do this podcast. If you like nature and the Bible, you have come to the right place. Here, I take elements of nature, insects, animals, and apply their behaviors and characteristics to biblical characters and principles. Sit back and enjoy encouragement from Kristen's backyard. Today, I am hiding inside my car (laughs) because there are so many acorns falling from the trees. I am convinced that the squirrels are purposely making them fall to like hit us because You know, if you get hit by an acorn in the fall from these tall trees, um, you're going to get hurt. I've, I, 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 see, you probably heard that. That's it hitting my car. They are coming down, okay? Um, and so I'm probably going to take a break on the, uh, petting zoo animals next week and actually talk about the fall, the falling leaves coming down and actually have a podcast for that. So I think I'm going to talk about that next week um, and then I'll get back on the series from the petting zoo because it is very beautiful here in Georgia. But yes, I'm hiding um, because I don't want to get hit. (laughs) They're coming down pretty hard and intense. So, So you may hear them from time to time hitting on the windows and on the roof of the car. So anyway, but we're going to proceed. Today, I am talking about a beautiful feathery bird. And I'm going to dive right in because this bird, the presentation of this bird, just it just really doesn't even need an announcement because of how beautiful it is. And it is the peacock. And amazingly enough, from mentalfloss.com, it states on there that males are the only ones that are called peacocks. Females are actually called peafowls. And if you've ever seen a female peafowl, they don't look that beautiful. (laughs) And sadly, most birds, at least, the male is very, very beautiful. And kind of makes you wonder why that is. (laughs) It's not like the human race where the female is typically more beautiful than the male. Um, it's quite the opposite, but it is going to lead me into my story in the Bible today. But I do want to talk about the peacock just a little bit here. So as I stated, the female birds are, well, actually, let me see. Yeah. Yeah. The, the female birds are called, well, they're actually called peahens. So I, I, I take that back. Peafowl is what you would call a collect a collection of, of the birds or, you know, like you may say a flock of birds. 
that's actually called a peafowl. But the females are called peahens. And they look like a hen. And then the males are, of course, called the peacocks. Then when they have babies, they're called peachicks, which I think is kind of cute. Kind of cute. So just to give you a little bit of background, the male peachicks don't start growing their um their feathers or their, you know, how they have it all beautiful, the little showy trains until they are about the age of three. And in fact, it is hard to tell the sex of a peachick because they're nearly identical to their mothers. At around six months, the males will begin to change color. And luckily, the peacocks shed their train every year after mating season. So all the feathers can be gathered and sold without birds coming to any harm. So, you know, people that just want to pluck those beautiful uh, feathers, yeah, you don't have to do that because they actually shed them. A peacock's tail feathers can reach up to six feet long and make up about 60% of its body length. Despite these odd proportions, the bird flies just fine. Yep, it flies. Not very good, but it does fly. So, um, I'm going to go over to wildlife, let's see, wildlifewaystation.org. And I'm going to talk about what I found on this website. So, the social behavior. Males gather um, with several females and will often gather in groups called parties. Hey, let's have a party. Each female lays three to five eggs. The male's large train, train of tail feathers is used in a courtship display for the females to choose a mate based on size, color, and quality of the feathers. He displays his feathers to the female and shakes them to attract the female. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see what else I want to see. The name peacock generally used to refer to both sexes of the bird, but really we already said it the females are called peahens the males are peacocks um they are the largest flying bird they live up to 20 years in both the wild and captivity and they are known to be very vocal and have a very loud call that can be heard throughout the way station so, as you know, these are very, very, very beautiful birds. And typically, beautiful birds, the, the more beautiful they are, the more likely it is a male. Kind of like the cardinal. The cardinal is the bright, bright, bright red bird that you probably see in your yard that you think is a red robin, but it's not. It's a cardinal. And the kind of uh, bird orangey one that looks similar to it is the female. And so here, the peacock, of course, has the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful feathers on it. And when you see one, you're just captivated by it. But why is it that the male has all of this attention? Well, to be quite honest with you, the male has that type of beauty to attract the female. It is all to attract the female, not the other way around. 
And that's why when I come back, I'm gonna have a particular character in the Bible that reminds me of the peacock. I will be with you after this message. So because the peacock, being the male, is more attractive than the peahen, which is a female, they're more attractive, but they are attractive to the female, right? Because the female is looking for them to display their feathers a certain way. They are looking for the beauty in the male. And so, uh, maybe I'll say handsomeness in the male. But the peacock is beautiful, y'all. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful bird. And so, the female, depending on how that male presents himself determines if he gets the female so even though he is more attractive it's still because of the female it's still because he needs that female if he wasn't attractive the female would not be interested the 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 key note to take home is this is all for the female so technically it's all about her even though it seems about him And that's why it reminded me of David's son, Solomon, King Solomon, who has a whole book in the Bible called Songs of Solomon, or it may say Song of Songs. And I'm going to read to you today, coming from chapter one, and I want to give you a just kind of a picture of how this peacock reminds me of him. So in Song of Solomon, we find out how much love that he has for a woman. And it's important to note that when, or to take away that this is how a husband should love his wife. Um, when a man sees a woman and he wants to court her or date her, there are certain things that that woman is looking for. Now, of course, it's vice versa too, right? The man is, is looking for certain things in the woman, but really the woman kind of makes the, the, the decision at the end. The woman really kind of controls the whole situation. And so, and Verse 1, this is coming from a female's perspective. It says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder the young women love you. Take me away with you. I just feel like she's just said, take me away with you. Let us hurry. <laughs> Let the king bring me into his chambers. Woo. Then you have the friends that say, we rejoice and delight in you. We will praise your love more than wine. And then she says, how right they are to adore you. Dark am I, yet lovely. So she's confident. Daughters of Jerusalem, dark like the tents of Kedar, like the tent curtains of Solomon. Do not stare at me because I am dark 
because I am darkened by the sun. My mother's sons are angry with me and made me take care of the vineyards. Um, my own vineyard I have to neglect. Tell me, you who I love, where you glaze, where you graze your flock and where you rest your sheep at midday. Why should I be like a veiled woman? Because the flocks of your friends. Now, she says, I am dark. And we know dark is black. Black is beautiful. But the fact that she says, do not stare at me because I am dark. Because I am darkened by the sun. Meaning that she's near the equator. It still shows that even then, there was probably some type of bias against dark-skinned people it may not have been a race issue it may not have been you know because black comes in so many colors but this this is a situation where she's dark it's not black it's not the fact that she's black it's the fact that she's dark because again black people we have many many different shades and we can be from a shade that looks like it's almost white or hispanic all the way to like you were in the depths of africa and so she's saying that she was dark and so being that dark may have there may have been some bias there so she's you can you can tell that that is something that is on her mind and so then he says i liken you my darling and i'm reading actually from the new international version but it says, I liken you, my darling, or basically I like you, to a mare among pharaohs. Oh, no, no, no. It doesn't mean like, not in this text. I liken you, my darling, to a mare, a mare among pharaohs, chariot horses. It's almost as if he's describing her to be something as similar to that, which is a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Your cheeks are beautiful with earrings, your neck with strings of jewels. We will make you earrings of gold studded with silver so he likes her he's not um he doesn't care that she's darkened by the sun or she's near the equator so he has such sweet such sweet 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 words <laughs> the thing that's going on here is she's interested in him right She's inter interested in him because he has something to offer. Just like with the pea, the, uh, the pea hen, the pea hen is only interested in the peacock that has something to offer. And so you're not going to look at something if, if it's not, you know, if, if, it, if it's not attractive, if it doesn't have something that's drawing you there. But Solomon had something to offer. He was a king. Um, he was a great king. He was good. He was, he was a man after God's own heart, just as David was. And he had plenty of riches. If I was, and I think that I... Pre I, I preach, though. I'm not a preacher. I think I've spoke on this before, but um, in 1 Kings chapter 10, 
it kind of goes through all of the things that Solomon owned. Um, it's, it's titled The Queen of Sheba Visits Solomon. And if you read it, I'm not going to read it on this podcast because I believe I've actually read it before on here. I did a whole podcast on it. But it talks about all of the gold and silver and spices and things that he already had and that she had given him. And and I think his worth had totaled up to amount of like, it was 666 something, uh, 666, 666 talents, which was his yearly amount. Um, it says that is about 25 tons or about 23 metric tongue tons of merchant mer- merchandise i mean he was very wealthy and please don't think 666 like the mark of the beast it's completely different than what we're talking about here but listen what is the takeaway here you need to have something to offer and you don't have th- this can be applied in any aspect of your life it doesn't have to just be applied to finding a mate but you know that's kind of where we are so let's just go there if you are dating if you are you know looking for your husband you're looking for something from someone that can really offer you something right you're not just looking at looks which looks is of course a big part of it right because the peacock is very beautiful but the peahen can actually not be interested in the peacock. Just because he's there doesn't mean that she's going to jump and say, hey, I want to be with that peacock. There has to be something else that he offers, that he shows her in order for her to be interested. And I've watched bird videos where it's like mating season and they're singing songs i can there is a whole special on netflix i can't remember the name of it but it was it was all about birds and it was all of these birds that would sing. the whole netflix video is is singing it's about singing birds and the whole time you're watching it you're just listening to birds sing But what's happening in the videos and what they're trying to show you is that each bird from wherever is doing their singing and they were actually dancing. It may have even been called the dancing birds, but they were singing and they were dancing. And depending on how the bird would dance, determine if the female bird would be interested and of course the all of the male birds were way more beautiful than the females some of the birds were honestly just as beautiful as a peacock standing about you know four or five inches not even no not four or five inches (laughs) maybe two inches two to three inches and in height and there were scenarios where the bird is like full-fledged going through this entire dance and i was really impressed and just kind of shocked at the type just watching them dance and the type of dances they were they were doing it was like so cute and so precious but it's like it's amazing that a bird can do that and there were female birds that they would they would be watching in the tree And she would watch, and after he would go through this whole thing with dancing, she would fly away. She was not even interested. (laughs) I feel so bad for the daggone bird. And, but, I mean, 
that bird, whatever she wanted with the tiny brain that she had, that bird was not giving it to her. It didn't matter to her. And then so, you know, he would go and find another female and do it all over again until a female was, was you know, satisfied with it. And I thought it, it was even amazing that they, they, like, knew if the female was like, okay, guys, it's rush hour, okay? <laughs> I'm technically not all the way in my backyard because I'm in the car. But anyway, you're going to hear cars, but just anyway. Um, but it did, I mean, they were dancing and they were they had to go through all of this stuff and sometimes the female was not even interested and then they would just move on and find another female and this would happen day after day after day until they find they found you know a female that would accept them and then there was the whole thing that you know some of the birds were like new at it and they wasn't that good at it where you had more of the mature birds that you know, the female liked them the first time they saw them. And so I just thought it was really interesting. So if you can find that on Netflix, it's a pretty cool video or documentary to watch. I think it's a whole series. It may just be one season. I'm not sure. Or it could be one documentary. I don't remember. But I just thought that it was really interesting. And so if you are looking for a spouse, you have to have something to offer. And that's not just good looks because they're going to need more than that. And as humans, our good looks is going to fade before, honey, a bird does. <laughs> the birds is probably never going to fade. They're going to continue to live in the glory of their beauty, but not us humans. Things begin to fall and drop and wrinkle up and... It just ain't all that, you know, it can't all be about looks. There's got to be something else there that's going to keep that woman or that man interested. And that could be your personality. That could be, you know, how you feel about education. Definitely how you feel about children. Um, if, if you are, you know, promoting your wife to work or not, or if you don't really care, like it, it just depends on so many things, religion, if you guys are going to church together, praying together, whatever the case. And so, but you have to have something to offer, right? And that's the same way it works with God. God loves us for who we are. We don't have to look a certain way for him, at least not. And, and I'm going to carefully say that. I'm not saying, you know, you need to go walk around with panties and underwear on outside. I'm saying on the inside of us, he's not really, he doesn't really care about our outward look like that. What he cares about is the inside of us. He cares about our heart. And that's what he's looking for. He's looking for the contents of our heart. What's in our heart? Do we smile in people's faces and we wear nice makeup and nice clothes, but we are just mean to people and we talk about people and we gossip i mean there's just so many things what are you offering even the lord are you offering him a pure heart are you offering him joy are you offering him praise and worship are you giving him of your time and and you know time for prayer time for people time in the word are you giving him that what do you what are you giving to him because he needs more than just a pretty face 
you know, he created you. He he made you beautifully and you were beautifully and wonderfully made. He made you that way. It doesn't matter how you feel about yourself or what somebody said about you or how they feel or how they think you look. The Lord says you were beautifully and wonderfully made. And we were made in all shapes and sizes, all shades of skin color. And that, I, I used to have a relative that would say, if you put everyone in the world next to each other, put all of their faces next to each other, you would see the face of God. And I just solely believe that because I believe that it would be very boring if it was just white people on the earth. I think it would be very boring if it was just black people on the earth. I think it would be very, you know, boring if it was just short people or just tall people or fat people, skinny people. I mean, you know, whatever the case, it would be pretty boring. Follow me here, okay? It would just be pretty boring if it was one type of person on this earth. But he made us so creative, creatively. And so we should want to give him our hearts because when he sees us, he's not looking at us based on our race or our culture or our traditions. He's looking at our hearts. So what do you have to offer him? What are you giving him on a day-to-day basis? And so I hope you got something from this podcast. It's pretty short today. At least I think it is. Um, I think when this releases, it'll be Thanksgiving week. I hope that you take some time to sit down and Think about things that you're thankful and grateful for. You know, it is that time to start settling down and reflecting on that. At least it is for me. And so, hey, take everything to heart as God judges your heart, right? So thank you for listening to the podcast. Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. And I will be with you next time. Have a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving. Hi, this is Kristen, and thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. You know, the Bible says in John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, maybe after listening to the podcast, if you are not saved, you're thinking, I would love to give my life to Christ. If so, All you have to do is confess your sins to him, ask him to forgive you, and he will, and then say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And you know what? It is done. You are saved. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and want to follow me on social media, I am at three different places on Instagram. You can follow me at KB Simple Life, Encouragement from Kristen, or my business page, Traveling Psychology Girl. Thank you so much for listening and supporting what I'm doing here. God bless you. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.